What's going on, guys? Welcome back to One Stop Shop. Let's get right into this episode. All right, guys. Last night was UFC 259, and it was honestly an insane card. One of the better cards that we've seen in a while, and it started early with a lot of fights on the early prelims before it even got on to ESPN. So... There were a lot of crazy knockouts. It started off with Trevin Jones, who hasn't had a fight in a while. And basically, he knocked the hell out of Mario Bautista. He had some crazy switch upper cut. And he kind of like turned it over and knocked him the hell out. And that was the first night of the first fight of the night. And then it just kept going with some crazy knockouts. Rose Medic. 7-0, he's from the Contender Series. Uh, he won by a crazy knockout over Elon Cruz in round one, one minute, 40 seconds in. Then there was a crazy woman's fight between Amanda Lemos and Liviana Souza. And that ended in the first round with a walk-off KO by Lemos. Crazy women's fight in the strawweight division. Then we had Sean Brady, 13-0 going into the night, facing veteran Jake Matthews, 17-5. Sean Brady was able to win by arm triangle submission, moving on to 14-0 in the welterweight division. Next up was City Kickboxing's own Carlos Olberg, Israel Adesanya's training partner and teammate, facing Kennedy and Zech Uku. And uh, this was a really high-intensity fight. Olberg was looking really good early, and Kennedy was able to basically match his pace, and it went the distance. To the second round, at least. Like, and it ended in the second round. And it was very high output in the first round. And Olberg looked like he was going to potentially hold on. But he ended up getting swarmed and got knocked out pretty quickly in the second round. So, he did get a fight of the night. Well, they both did. So this was fight of the night. Carlos Olberg against Kendian Zetriku. And, yeah. Looking forward to see what Carlos Olberg does in the future. Obviously, he's city kickboxing, so he's going to be one of the top guys. And, yeah. Uh, moving on to the prelims. Kai Kara France, also city kickboxing. Israel Adesanya's teammate. He got his uh, comeback win last night, and this was a very crazy fight over Rogerio Bontarine. And Kai Kara France was basically in the clutches of Bontarine. Uh, he's a very high-level jiu-jitsu competitor, and Kara France nearly got submitted multiple times, but he kept his position going and basically was able to fight out of it, and then was able to knock out Rogerio Bontarain. 
and he got performance of the night bonus. So shout out Kai Kara France. Next was a really crazy fight between Joseph Benavidez, longtime veteran, and Oscar Oskarov, who is a former Paralympic champion. He's actually deaf and he competes in a regular competition. Pretty cool. This fight ended unanimous decision to Askarov. Honestly, a crazy fight. Benavides didn't give up at all, and he looked like he could have gotten knocked out multiple times. So that was crazy. Then the next fight, Kyler Phillips, who trains with Sean O'Malley in Arizona. He's an up-and-comer. They call him the Matrix. He's a high-level jujitsu. He trained with the Gracies since he was, like, really young. And the Gracies are essentially, like, the top trainers and competitors in all of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. They're the reason, like, why it's so prominent in America. But he beat Song Yudong by unanimous decision. Pretty crazy fight. And, yeah, this was a very interesting fight. Song Yudong is obviously a great uh striker on his feet he threw a lot of crazy kicks and that's like the asian mma influence that we see a lot in one fc and stuff like that like the spinning kicks and shit like that so that was a really exciting fight tyler phillips moves to nine and one in the bantamweight division just took Song Dong's ranking next up the last on the prelims was dominic cruz facing casey kenny also a teammate of Sean O'Malley. Dominic Cruz really needed this win as he's getting really old in the UFC and he's pretty much been a commentator for the last like year and change and so. So he got a very decent victory last night. He looked good against Casey Kenny, who's a lot younger than him, obviously. He got a split decision. And yeah. Good for Dominic Cruz. He's one of the goats of the sport, so that was a crazy fight. Then, moving on to the man card, the first fight of the man card was Tiago Santos against Alexander Rakic. This fight went distance, and Rakic picked up the victory. This was a pretty low output bout, but... Rockage was landing his shots when he was calculating Tiago Santos, and now Tiago Santos hasn't won a fight in like two years, so I guess we'll have to see what happens with him. The next fight was Islam Makachev, who is trained by Khabib Nurmagomedov. He faced Drew Dober from Denver, Colorado. And Makachev looked very impressive last night. Obviously, like I said, Habib is his coach. He was in the corner for him last night. And he subbed Drew Dober in the third round. It was a pretty intense fight. Drew Dober was a very tough competitor. He'll be back. He'll definitely be fighting someone on a fight night soon. And, yeah. Makachev is definitely going to be one of the top contenders in the lightweight division. And he's 19-1 and has 
a lot of potential. Obviously, his training is the reason why he's so effective and he's able to take guys down like they haven't seen before, like Khabib. So, pretty crazy. And the next fight, obviously, was one that I was looking forward to. Probably second to the main event, but Aljamain Sterling versus Peter Jan for the Bantamweight Championship. This was honestly a very exciting fight and had a lot of build-up, especially for myself. Like, Aljamain is a Long Island guy, so obviously I'm going to gravitate towards the Long Island fighter. And... It was pretty much a back-and-forth kind of fight, and it wasn't really, like, too decisive until the later rounds, and some judges apparently had Peter Jan up two rounds, and some had Eljo, so it was basically kind of split in that regard. But the way that the fight ended is obviously going to be one of the more controversial finishes to a title fight in recent memory, because... Aljamain was awarded the championship because Peter Jan um, basically delivered a knee to Aljamain Sterling when he was considered a downed opponent, which basically means that you have one or more knees on the canvas. And when that happens, that means that you can't be touched, essentially. You can't be hit or kicked or anything. So there was a lot of controversy about this, and Aljamain was basically on the ground, and he was seemed to be in a daze and probably concussed in a sense. And the referee, Mark Smith, who was just on Joe Rogan a little while ago, like a month ago, uh, he basically said on there that he wants to do the best by the fighters and help the fighters and not let them get like obscene extra like damage to their brains, obviously with CTE running wild and all sports that involve contact and stuff like that. But apparently Peter Jan got word from his corner that basically advised him to deliver the knee to Aljamain Sterling. And Mark Smith essentially called off the fight as soon as that happened because that is a disqualification in MMA, especially under the new unified rules, which basically says that a downed opponent cannot be hit. So Peter Yond was the loser. And his title went to Aljamain Sterling because of a really fucking stupid mistake and a very dirty move by Peter Jan. So, screw off, Peter Jan. And then the guy has the fucking gall to fucking raise his hand when he's awarded the loser. Like, he thought he fucking won and Joe Rogan was on the fucking commentary saying, put your fucking hand down, you motherfucker. Essentially, not word for word, but... It's obviously one of those things that 
especially without a crowd that their corners are slightly able to get their advice to their fighters, especially in real time during the fight. Like we heard after the fact that Khabib, who was there last night because he was cornering Islam Makachev, he basically said that he heard them saying Russian to hit Aljamain in that scenario, causing the disqualification because they said it in Russian and Habib is obviously Russian. So he was right there. He wasn't in their corner, but he was like behind it and he heard it. And apparently he went over to Daniel Cormier after the fact and basically said that they gave him really bad advice and it ended up costing him his championship. So I hope Aljamain Sterling, I hope he doesn't have like any damage to himself. And he was obviously really visibly upset after because he wanted to give it his all and didn't want the fight to end like that, respectively. And Peter John with a truly dirty move, and especially as a champion for you to just lose your title like that, it's kind of a crazy scene. So that's my two cents on that. The next fight, Amanda Nunes versus Megan Anderson for the women's featherweight title. Amanda Nunes basically just took control right away. This wasn't really too much of a exciting fight. Megan Anderson didn't really get anything going. She had five total strikes. And Amanda Nunes had 26 and basically took it to the ground and subbed her with a crazy like triangle arm bar, like she basically had her wrapped up and then got her into an arm bar and submitted her 203 into the first round. And Amanda Nunes has cemented her legacy once again. I think this is like her ninth title fight that she's won in her career. And she continues to be the champ champ. And this is the first fight after she became a mother. And she said that she just feels more dangerous now. So that's fucking crazy. <laughs> and they're basically saying that maybe Valentina Shevchenko, the woman's uh, strawweight champion, would potentially fight Amanda Nunes. Or they would bring in someone from an outside promotion to fight her. And... They basically said that like they don't know what the hell to do with the featherweight division and Amanda Nunes, and she doesn't plan on stopping anytime soon, she said. So congrats to her. And then the main event that we were all waiting for, Jan Blahovich, the light heavyweight champion, facing Israel Adesanya, the middleweight champion, trying to get his second championship in the light heavyweight division. And this was honestly a very calculated fight. It seemed like Israel and Jan were both kind of reading each other in the first couple of rounds. And it was honestly... It was a pretty decent fight in a way, but Jan was basically able to use his size and power basically to 
keep the fight in his terms and not let Izzy fucking overwhelm him, unfortunately. Obviously, I'm a huge Izzy fan, so I was not really happy with this result. And obviously, like, Izzy went up to take the challenge, and he's still the middleweight champion, so he'll be able to run that division for a really long time and take on all the up-and-comers. Hopefully, we see him fight Kevin Holland, um, among other people. But... Adesanya did not get the job done, unfortunately, but he did motivate people that might be undersized to potentially make the jump. And he said that it's not necessarily going to be his last time fighting at the light heavyweight division, but he's going to go back down to middleweight now, and I guess we'll see what happens with that. And the judging is obviously going to be something that's going to be looked at. Dana White said in the post-fight presser, the press conference, that he needs to really look at how these fights are being judged because he felt that the rounds that Jan Blahovich, among other fights last night, that were given 10-8 scoring, like, that potentially, like, ruined the outcomes of multiple fights, and that happens pretty much all the time, and that happens in boxing also, so, like, there needs to be, like, some live scoring, like, aspects added to MMA, and knowing, like, where the fight is at, like, a certain point, like, I feel like there should be, like, a scoring, like, how there is in wrestling, collegiately, and internationally. That's because, like, these fights are being ruined and, like, careers are potentially being ruined, like, just at the hands of these fucking judges that don't really have any idea of how the fight is seemingly going. And just by putting numbers down on a scorecard is, like, ruining a guy like Adesanya's chance to potentially, like, muscle the scorecard to win the title last night so that's something that Dana White basically said that he's gonna have to look at but as he basically said that he did this to like motivate and challenge himself and see like the best version of himself and obviously he didn't add all the weight that basically was allowed for light heavyweight. He weighed in like 20 pounds lighter than Jan, and obviously Jan is a huge man. So Izzy wasn't able to like have like the insane knockout power over a guy like Jan because he was outweighing him and shit like that. So it sucks as a fan. Because you wanted to see Israel get the champ champ status and stuff like that. But what are you going to do? Now the next big fight is Stipe against Francis Ngannou. And obviously we got Sean O'Malley versus Thomas Almeida on that card. And a bunch of others. 
it's a good time to be a UFC fan, and especially John Jones talking shit because we just want to see John Jones get back. And also on the UFC 260 card, we got Alexander Volkanovsky against Brian Ortega for the featherweight championship. It's going to be a great fight. Volkanovsky hasn't fought since he beat Max Holloway in July to retain his featherweight championship. So that's going to be a crazy fight. And yeah, just kind of wanted to tap in for the UFC 259 recap. And today is the NBA All-Star game, and obviously they're doing everything in the same day. So, Obi Toppin competing in the slam dunk. I guess we'll have to see what the hell happens there. Julius Randle's in the skill competition. And the All-Star game. And, yeah. And it's been an episode of One Stop Shop. See you guys soon. Peace out.